This is the Adirondack Bucks and Beyond podcast. Here we go. Yeehaw! Oh, what a high! Take for it. Not a boy. Hey guys, welcome back to the uh, Adirondack Bucks and Beyond podcast. We're uh, coming live here from Brad's basement. Yep. Uh, we got uh, we got the our new headsets cave. in. The man cave. Yep. And they're uh, they're, so they're cozy sounding down here. much better than the phone did. Uh, we got the audio Audio Technica BPS ones, and uh, and now you get to listen to us breathe into the mics the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, we also have our buddy uh, Ethan McKeer here. He does not hunt, but he's going to sit in on this podcast. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Very welcome. Very welcome, Ethan. I'm happy to have an outside uh, outside viewer and outside opinion. Maybe sure. maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll sway you to go do some hunting next year. Yeah, I'll hunt a couple of Bambies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe uh, a couple of some horns, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> he doesn't discriminate doe, buck, fawn. Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I think what we talked about was... Uh, it farm country to the mountains we wanted to do a general comparison talking about the differences and similarities um who wants to start bailey you're the host it's going yeah okay well i mean obviously right off the bat first thing that pops in my head is is the property line thing um hunting farm country versus the mountains it's just a whole different animal up there because I mean, farm country, you could only go so far, and it's frustrating because sometimes you have deer in a specific area like a farm that I could think of, think of right off the top of my head um, where most of the deer are bedding, but you only have permission to this one small piece, and you're just basically waiting for them and right. hoping that they're coming off that property to the next property. And in the mountains, it's a whole different yeah. game. If you, you have... could just hunt wherever you know the, the bucks are in farm country, Ex- you could shoot a good buck almost every oh, yeah. year. Exactly. It's just that you run into the property lines. Yep. I mean, we said it all season. You, know, you said it. You said, I, I can't hunt in the farm country right now because I, I just keep running into property lines. And it's so true. I mean, God up in the bless mountains, those guys just... that can sit there days on end. And I'm, we know plenty of them at this point our that dad. have sat there and had success. <laughs> I mean, there's certain ones this year that, that come to the top of our mind that have sat there year after year, day after day, hour after hour, and they find success doing that. I yeah. just can't do it myself. Well, that's just it. Is the, the attraction to the Big Woods is the fact that you really can hone your skills as a deer hunter because what are you going to really hunt on a 40-acre farm? Like one of my best pieces is 40 acres, but the huntable aspect of it is only about five acres. Right. There is no scouting sign. There's no reading topo. I have five acres. All you can do is sit there right. and hope the buck's now granted this farm is good for, for cruising activity, so mm-hmm. it works out. But outside of that, you don't really get to hunt. You just get to sit. And right. if you enjoy, you know, get, just being able to stretch your legs and really hunt the sign and learn learn the deer better, then the big woods is just so much more fun for that. Well, that's absolutely it. Like, I mean, you're limited to what you're seeing on that property that you're hunting, that specific property. But when you're up in the mountains, I mean, you're going, you're, you're hiking. I mean, we're putting in mile, like seven, at least seven miles a day, probably going to hike and find oh that God. sign and find where the deer were day in and day out. And you just don't get that in the farm country. And it's a lot more fun to me to be up in the mountains and uh, go do that rather than like Brad said. It's pretty sit. cool though, because I've tried to take back what we've learned in the mountains, tried to take the techniques we've learned, tried to take the expanses and condense them into the, say the 40 acre property that Brad's talking about and apply it to whatever size property we may be hunting, but we're condensed into property lines. 
you can still use the same skills, but it's going to be so much smaller scale, and it's going to be so much more limited than you are up north. And I, what I mean by that is there's probably, like Brad said, a five-acre piece, a ten-acre piece that the majority of the deer hang out on, and you have to hone your skills and apply them to that one little area versus applying them to a 10,000-acre piece where right. the deer could be bedded yeah. on this mountain, they could be bedded on that mountain, and that swamp. It's so much more diverse up north, and it's so much more expensive. And don't, don't get me wrong. There's not success to be found on – I mean, not – on how do I word it? Um, there's still success to be found on – Farms like that. Like, oh my gosh! Like, people I still more bucks on the wall hunting farm country. Right, exactly. I mean, hunting farm country is very, very productive. Right, and that's the other thing about the mountains is your the productivity of shooting a deer probably goes down a little bit, or your chances of shooting a deer goes down a little bit while you're hunting the mountains. But it makes it that much more fun because when you do run into one, yeah. But I think we, I think we talked better. about it before. It's a mystery. It is. It's a fucking mystery. What's like, over the next ridge? My language, yeah. but basically, no, you don't know what you're walking into. We don't run a ton of trail cameras. We know a bunch of guys that do, but us being guys that don't, we never know what we're going to run into. It could be the biggest buck of our life. It could be a scrub buck. It could be a 100-inch average deer. It could be an absolute giant, and you never know, and that's what keeps us going back so every about single it. day. Yeah. Ethan, what do you got to say about it? I just want to hone in on what Bailey said. As a law enforcement background, on a farm country, if you shoot a buck and then it goes to someone else's property, 100%. I mean, that's, you know, what is that? That well, kind of causes an issue. I'm very happy that Ethan's on here yeah. because that's a great point. Yeah. And what, I feel like in the wood, in the woods, I mean, if you're hiding on state land, you have all that land to uh, not really worry yeah, about the oh, property lines. 100%. But if you shoot a buck on, say, you're, you have permission to be on the farm country and then it runs to... Uh, someone well, else's property but you know you may not have permission well what you have to do is you end up going over knocking on their door asking them for permission and usually if you i've never had this happen so i can't say for sure but what i think happens is if they won't give you permission i'm pretty sure dc forcefully goes on i, I don't true. think that's correct no, no that's, that's not, not correct think, no i don't think that's correct that's what i was told <laughs> it's so all, that's it's all by landowner permission yeah i think you're pretty much at the will of the landowner really yeah in yeah. new york and so unfortunately you can run into the you can run into the scenario where you have somebody that says no i don't want you on your pro- on my property regardless of what the circumstances may be and i know there's a lot of other states like that but not all the northeast is like that mm-hmm. new york in particular mm-hmm. though yes that is and how can and how can you prove on where you shot it i mean with i obviously you you're acting it's good all faith. circumstantial. I mean, it, it depends on what the circumstances are. I mean, if you have an arrow and blood right yeah. there at the hit site, and you say, right. okay, this is where I shot it, and hopefully, and I, I would say that the majority of landowners, especially around where we hunt, I think so. they're reasonable enough to say, yeah, no problem. It, like, you know, I, we've never people, had a problem Most people, even if it, even, let's say they don't necessarily care for the guy who's the hunter, let's just say it's like, mm-hmm. let's say it's neighbors with some bad blood or whatever, Typically, for the sake of the deer, most people will say yes, just mm-hmm. so that right. the deer can be recovered, and or you can make a determination maybe the deer, you know, didn't didn't die. And I still like that the mindset too that everybody's decent, man. Yeah, especially especially people in the hunting community. Like it's people, been our experience. Are, yeah, it's our experience. I, and I can think of in particular this year the bucket that I shot with my bow. Mm-hmm. Neighbors, super thankful for them. Yep. Super grateful. They're awesome people. Yep. They understand how hunting works. They understand that property lines are. Uh, very uh, particular to how people experience their 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 bow season in particular because deer just run and run and run and they're we're fortunate enough to have them allow us to go over and recover deer yeah. and I think that's how most landowners are. Around yeah, where we are. yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's been our experience yep. for sure. And that's how that's how I grew up. Was I I grew up hunting private land on permission, yeah. 
Most of them were people that my father had uh, grown up around or, or knew their parents. And naturally, you know, I hunted with him on those properties as time went on. And great people, had a lot of great experiences. But as, you know, time goes on and you really hunt those properties to the point where you know them like the back of your hand. Right. Um, the cat's out of the bag. There's really no more mystery to it. All the places you, you dreamed about, whether or not there's a big buck, you've probably been in there and figured it out that there wasn't. Exactly. Yeah, but. Yeah, and then you, you try something different. And for me, uh, we've talked about it before in past. We talked about it during tent camp, back during the season. The allure of going up, up north. And all the deer camps that exist up there, and every one of us knows somebody that has a camp up north somehow. You know, I don't think there's a person in this world that couldn't, or in, in New York State, that doesn't know somebody that has a hunting camp up north. To miss out on that opportunity just seemed kind of silly when you're burned out down here. Like, right. you have six million acres of, you know, Adirondack forest to hunt up there. Mm-hmm. And it's that's endless. Exactly, no, it's it's endless. almost like, like you're, when you're, you're feeling burnt out at your job, you're feeling burnt out in your everyday life. It's like having a new lease. Right. On what's life. gonna right? What's yeah. gonna what's gonna make it brand new for me? Exactly. Dude? What can what's get me a fresh start? Yep. yep. You go up there, you step foot in the woods. It's like a breath of fresh air. You don't know what you're walking into. Like I said before, the mystery of it all just brings you, draws you further in. It's something that keeps us coming back year after year. It probably mm-hmm. makes you a better hunter as well. It's probably more challenging 100%. in the woods you compared insightful to for not being a hunter. Yeah. yeah I, I, get, just, I, I just I just had to add like you said. But seriously though, when you think about it. If you're on state land, I mean, it feels like it makes you a better hunter than hunting on farm. Right, farm you're country. hunting everything that everybody yeah. else in this state has the opportunity yeah. to sure. go. Everyone on. has access to it. There's yep. not a single person in this state that could be denied to go do something like we're doing. Yep. But, I want to talk about too, um, and believe me, when I say this, I am not knocking anybody that hunts the farm country religiously because I know that I love di- to, I love hunting the farm country. Oh, it's so. great! It's great, but there's a different type of toughness that you need. Um, especially mentally, to hunt the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to have a certain sort of discipline, a certain sort of drive, and a certain sort of motivation to keep going back day after day, week after week, like we've done. Yeah. I mean, you need to you need to have that self-drive and that desire to go out and not know what's out there and know that you could possibly find success, even if you aren't finding it on a yearly basis, not right. even a weekly basis right. or a monthly and basis. get used to it. And get used you know, to well, it. Well, it's funny how, like, success on, like, up in the mountains compared to uh, in farm country is, is so different for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, success in the mountains is going up, finding great buck sign or even just a little bit of sign that leads me the next day even closer to them. That's success in my eyes. If I'm in the farm country... That's not success. Like I'm, I'm finding a rub every fifty yards in farm country, sure, you know. Right, and sure. right. Every two and a half year old buck that comes across exactly. the beef saplings, rubbing it up. Yeah. I mean, it's yep. nothing to see that. But you go from one mountain to the other, and you're like, okay, there's a cluster up top versus nothing down at the bottom. I think I might have actually something figured out here. It's a little bit more rewarding to find something like 100%. that, one hundred percent, than you would find elsewhere. And I. I can honestly say there's nothing that compares to hunting in the mountains, even after hunting other states, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, nothing no. that compares to hunting in the Adirondacks. No, there's a, there's a freedom to it, man. There's, you know, you get to all the things you've ever like sat about, sat in bed at night or laid in bed at night and thought about and dreamed about, like you can accomplish that in the mountains. You, you can walk as far as you want. You can see every type of territory you've ever wondered about. The rubs get as big as you've ever seen. The scrape lines are as long as you've ever wanted them to be. Everything you've read about, you can see it up there. Mm-hmm. Locally, too. Yeah, oh, Washington oh, yeah, County. Washington yeah. County. Yeah, it's 100%. not far. And 
Uh, it's not just about the the size of the bucks up there, it, particularly antler-wise. It's just about the, the adventure, and we've had hunts where basically nothing happened deer-wise and had this unbelievable story to tell at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Because you just had so much fun out there. Oh, I crossed it, you know. I crossed this beautiful beaver spot. All right, it took me, you know, one time this year it took me an hour to lay down dead logs to get across this three foot wide little creek that was about ten foot deep. It, it's all you never know. What I you're saw a coyote running across the hardwood ridge chasing nothing but a squirrel, sure. and that was the greatest cut, thing I saw all day. Seven bear tracks that Adam, I never saw. Adam, you don't have to raise but, your hand if you want. I, if you I, want to speak. Yeah, I want to build off that, you know? <laughs> but you don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> I'm going to pass the ball to Adam. <laughs> Thank pick you, me. Pick me. So, you know, uh, one of the uh, one of those stories, you know, I got one of the coolest things I've ever seen happened up north. And I was sitting down, I was eating a roast beef sandwich on watch, midday. Here comes a pine martin hammering down the freaking hill. Awesome. Absolutely. Took a piece of roast beef, flicked it to him, because he was only probably 10 Mm, probably 10 yards away, 7 yards away. And he freaking hammered that thing. Like it was the best thing he ever had in his life. It was cooler than hell. Yeah, I, stuff nobody, like that, man. Nobody's helping those critters up there either, man. No. Like, they're, they're on their own up there. There's no slipping into somebody's backyard or going to the local cornfield. Like those, those animals are true survivors up there. And if you win against one of them, boy, you've done something. You know, and I've thought about that a lot, especially you know, getting back to what you just said right there. You know, a lot of guys that hunt out of state, Ohio's, the Iowa's, the major big buck territories of this country. And, man, I still, I mean, even if you put a Boone and Crockett buck in front of me, what a magnificent magnificent animal that might be. But I could go up in the Adirondacks and shoot a 90-inch yep. to 100-inch buck, mm-hmm. and I'd be just yep. as excited to kill a buck up there as I would, I rather would be kill in, a buck in up there. Iowa, yep. Ohio, Illinois, any of the big buck stakes. And I'm not taking anything away from those guys because they put in their own set of work. They put in their, their own set of strategies, and there's something else that goes into it. I'm just saying on a personal level to go up into those big woods and earn a deer like that, man. There is just something special yep, let about me, that. Yep, let me still hunt three-quarter of the way up a mountain on some nice shelf and have a buck stand up out of his bed that had no idea I was there. Look back at me. I don't care if he's 80 inches, boy. He's oh, I'm God. letting him have it, and I'm going to be the happiest hunter in the world. Oh, yeah. I'm serious. No, to come back and hang no out with you stand, guys? No bow stand in Iowa does it for me the way that that would. I mean, I can, I can tell you right now, I, I think about that a lot more, and I think it's, about doing You lace else. your boots up in the morning or slide your boots on. You put your wool on, whatever it may be. You know, you get out of camp, and yep. you get ready for the day. And what that's a struggle in and of itself. And just to get to the top of the mountain where you may want to hunt or that one little ridge or saddle, whatever you may want to sit in, man, like – Oh, the the suspense of not yeah. knowing what you might run into. Yeah. It just allures me year in and year yeah, dude, out. Dude, I put that, that Remington pump in my hand, dude, on a frosty morning. Oh. It's unbelievably quiet out. It's cold. Dude, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. It makes me tingle just thinking about it. It makes time, me tingle just thinking about it. Down, man. It <laughs> takes me back in time, you know, to the stories that I heard. And the world slows down a little bit. You're not at work. It's authentic. With, yeah, it is. Making, it's so authentic. We're, we're it's making, so real. Uh, we're making our own story. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. I mean, this is this this whole podcast thing. We talked about doing it for a long time, and mm-hmm. then here we are, you know, wearing brand new headsets. And I know it seems like there's a million podcasts out there, but I don't know anybody else that does, that does it. And it's it's not from like a, an ego standpoint. It's just that like this is fun, man. It's fun it's to talk so fun. about it. I know there's other people that are thinking the same things. We. I know there's people that are listening to it because. 
if I knew there was a group of guys a hundred up north that were doing this, if if Eric Bowick was doing this, if yeah. uh, if if um, Joe Aubrey, Adam Arclett, yeah, yeah, if Joe Denito, great hunters, this, all great hunters. I, hell, I wish half of them did do a podcast because right. I'd be the, the I'd first be driving one to listen. around listening to it. Right. So, <laughs> I, yeah. so I hope that the people that are hearing this know that you know we enjoy listening to podcasts the same the way that we talk to them we hope that the things that we talk about are, are relatable to all you yep. guys that, that hunt up north because there's no doubt we're going to talk about farm country stuff especially as the season roll we roll into the 2022 season we get st- you know we're shooting our bows and we're getting ready for bucks that we got on camera and we love early season patterns we'll love that, it we'll get into uh, that eventually that, early season the, bucks first, are the, best. the first week yeah. of bow all is nice my bucks. week yeah, i love nice, that the week. nicest bucks i've killed have been on early season patterns so i'm not oh, you know God. so i love it but at the end of the day, like this podcast is built for the mountains, right? And, oh yeah, you know that's... all. All of our content is truly built for the mountains. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, we do do a lot of farm country hunting just because it's so close to us. Yeah. And during the week, we're not. I'm not going to get up to the mountains. I want to. I want to speak. You know, it, on the behalf of those guys that we just talked about too. Like, if it weren't for those guys, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. No. I mean, it's a lot. I give a lot of credit to those guys that Brad just spoke about and I just spoke about Bailey, whoever it may be. They have set the tone for us doing what we do. And I know it's generations beyond them, but they're the most modernized guys that we know well, that we stay in contact with and we're fortunate enough to have contact they've been with. Super friendly. Super friendly. And great people, man. Like not good to, hunters. Not to go down a rabbit hole, but that is where social media is a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> because oh, you know, we would have the reason I have social media. Right? Exactly. Social media is a black hole, man. You know, social media is a black hole. I'm just it can there be to see for, big bucks, man. That's all. hundred percent. It could be used for a lot of uh, negative things, especially in today's society. Mm-hmm. And fortunately we have people like that that we can refer to and right. bounce things off of and share the, the positive experiences that we have in life. Ever since we yeah. started the YouTube channel, I've talked to more guys on Facebook locally who I never even knew. And oh my I talked to him you know, throughout Todd the year, Mead, and, now, yeah. and now Todd Mead, you know, yep. great people, Adam, and yep. all, people, all those people guys. That, yeah, honestly, people that seemed Joel Aubrey. Uh, I mean, untouchable isn't the, really the word, the term I'm looking for, but in the sense of just people, I never thought that we would ever communicate with right. for any reason. Just that wasn't. We just seemed like you know really blue collar guys, and we just have our own little group. And you've assumed that you would never meet a person like that, but Todd's been super gracious to us. We've talked to a lot of the other guys that I've mentioned. Um, you know, never, never spoke to Joe before, but I'm sure in time, you know, I hope we run into him up there. Right. But yeah, everybody's been super nice to us, and I think everybody knows too that we're super new to the big woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we all we all have. Uh, you know, a lot of hunting experience here combined. I mean, we're talking 50 plus years of experience and I know that's, I mean, it's probably actually a lot more really if I was to sit down and do the numbers. Oh, definitely. Really matter. But definitely. anyways, uh, this isn't our first time in the deer woods, but this is only me and Corey's second year and Bailey's first year up North. And mm-hmm. Adam's been doing it for longer than, than and any of us, us have because yeah. you know, of his family's camp. But what a shame, like for me, I'm 30. What a shame for me to have just found this two years ago. Yeah, I, I wish feel I'd, the same way. Yeah, I'm man, very I wish fortunate. I'd, I wish I'd started from, from the day I was 16, but, you know, it is what it is. We're here. We're doing it. It's as fun as it's ever been. Dude, the hunting experience up there is just something you'll never get anywhere else in life. Never I'm, stop I'm thinking could, about it, man. I never I stop. I never stop. It could be July, 95 degrees, turkey season's over. We might do a little bit of bass fishing. I'm still thinking about getting up in those mountains, doing doing a little bit of deer hunting, man. Yeah. It, you just can't yeah. beat it. And we done got some good earns on the camera We done got <laughs> yeah. some good earns on the camera and on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, we, we got, got some bucks to go after next year. Knock your socks we off. We actually man. got we got Corey's bucks sitting right up behind us on the wall right here. That thing yep. came out great. My uh, my dandy, good, my good buddy and coworker, actually Ethan's coworker as well, Eric Wright. He uh, he just helped me score him the other night. He uh, he'd be a good one to have on here. Yeah, yeah, Eric's a very he, he's a good good personality. But we <laughs> scored it the other night, and uh, he scored out one twenty four. I was I was super proud of him. He's a, he's a really good buck. He's man. a little bit narrowed up now that we tighten his. Yeah, now that his skull <laughs> now that his skull is reconstructed and glued, he does not have the twenty five inch spread that he had when he when he was a narrow, <laughs> sniper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I played uh, Chris Kyle in that scenario. The first, uh, I saw I saw him, and I'm like. Wow, he's not nearly as wide as he was in the picture, huh? What an amazing job by the taxidermist. Oh, I, that is awesome. Not to get on a, a tangent here, but basically the taxidermist I use, I'm, I'm super grateful for him. He uh, He's able to get me hide super quick, and uh, when he reconstructed my deer, because I unfortunately shot him in the head, he was able to find the, the center line of the skull plate of that buck, and he brought him back to where he was. You know, never, normally on an everyday basis, sure. and he was actually about 17 inches wide, which was a lot less than what he what I thought he was. Yeah, originally. I love his rack, though. Oh, he's, yeah, I love he's the way beautiful. his frame's built. He yep. was actually perfectly symmetrical. I, I was telling these guys he was uh, slightly shorter in his right G3 than he was his left G3, mm-hmm. and he was slightly shorter in his right brow tine than he was his left brow tine. But every other his uh, the mount is a slight left turn. It's like an upright with a left. A le- slight left turn, and uh, boy, his side profile is impressive. And Very. that's the type of buck when you jump him out of you know some little brush hole, and all you see is antler go. I mean, you're back telling your buddy, "Oh, he's mine." <laughs> 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 no, it's just that's the type. That's the type of buck that he is. He just he looks beautiful. From, so where from you guys side. see him sitting right now with that left turn when he was laying in his bed before I shot him? That's the exact pose that he had. He was bedded down with his back against a, a down. I think it was a maple tree i'm not 100 percent sure but he was looking away and slightly down the hill and that's pretty much the exact pose i saw of him right there yeah and what were you thinking don't miss i was thinking please don't <laughs> screw this up man <laughs> don't screw this Corey's up thinking i'm gonna shoot him right in the head but yeah, yeah no did. that's not what i was thinking but, <laughs> but it, it does seem like out. it does seem like you did get it back pretty quick very quick I, mean, certain was... pe- I know you you know certain, pre- certain people you work with you know yeah i mean mine was kind of a weird circumstance years too, almost because, mm-hmm. uh, the taxidermist didn't have to send the the hide out to get tanned. He had one right there in the shop that fit the form that I was looking for. So I was fortunate to get it back within a matter of two to three months. So mm-hmm. That's pretty good. pretty extraordinary. Yeah, no, it was really quickly. Doesn't even feel like two to three months. I also this is kind of a little side note, but I wanted to throw this in here. We're planning on in some future podcasts getting getting some cameras in here so you guys can. You guys can watch the podcast too, but it didn't really work out tonight. So yeah, so no, you guys, you guys will be able done. to see the buck, but because that's work one out thing tonight. that you know, if we not that we're trying to like change the game, but if we could do something a little bit different, I know one thing that we talked about just prior to this podcast beginning is we'd like to see the people talking during the podcast, right. like seeing their interaction, because we love the mountain deer guys. Love, oh, it. loved it. Love Rodney Elmer, if you're stuff. listening, you the man, Rod man. <laughs> 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 the whole we love the whole game what they present Coco, is top I wish, like, when, man. when when rodney's really getting into a story i just wish i could see him when he's oh, telling dude, it dude he's so animated right. and just tells such right. a good story any story like so i maybe, feel like that guy could tell any TV story did it for a while and it was great yep yep it they was did. cool to they see did the a guys, couple yep you know, very interacting cool. with each other very cool yeah they haven't done that in a while though i don't think 
Actually, I was just uh, when I was trying to get these headsets, I was just looking up their old podcast when they would do it with the camera, and it was cool. Yeah, and comment on the uh, comment on the the headsets too. Like, do you guys like the audio? Oh or? yeah, oh, they're good. Right. So much better. It. I mean, well, we were fortunate enough to experience it with Zach and the THB crew. Well, I didn't. You had it on. I didn't wear it that night. Oh, okay. So we experienced it slightly up there when we went up to camp and spent some time with them, and it was just a noticeable difference when we used that stuff. Before, it was us huddling over Bailey's cell phone, and now we're, like, all laid back about, you know, so many feet apart. And yeah, you can actually chill yeah, out and talk. I started from the bottom, now I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you hear, Ethan. Yeah. You're a surprise guest. It's a good yeah. surprise yeah. to have you on here today. You've asked some good questions. Yeah. Yeah, never hunted a day in my life. I take that back. I've hunted a few times. Have you really? But yeah, with my uncle. No way. Yeah, when I was younger. Turkey hunting. Uh, you should go oh, you should go turkey hunting with us. I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark your calendar, great. boy. Yeah. That'd be great. All right. So Virginia let's get back April. on. Uh, let's get back on this uh, farm country. Don't tell me, Corey. Mountain topic. The other thing I want to talk about too. I so I have a bunch of things highlighted here in my phone. I've just been jotting down notes, nights I work and whatnot. Oh, good because it's helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the things was the overall pressure. Now, <clears throat> where we hunt, I think what we've discovered, I think we can all agree on it is, there's more pressure than we ignore, than we assumed off the get-go. I mean, we yeah. didn't think that there was as many guys hunting the Unknown area. pressure, though. Unknown We're pressure. We're not running into guys in the woods. No, and I not, didn't run into a single person. Right, and I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about, you know, running into guys driving through fields with ATVs or guys walking through the woods. I'm just talking about after the fact we hear from guys, oh, yeah, this person shot a buck up there. This person was mm-hmm. up there hunting this year. Yeah. Um, more than I would have suspected yeah. anyway. And just to clear the air, not that it bothers us, Oh, not at all. No, I we, don't, care we, don't, less. we don't care Oh, at all. gosh, no. I don't. I, yeah. Hey. Have uh, at them, brother. All the power to you. Get them on their feet. <laughs> if anybody is willing to go up and do what we do, yeah. God bless them, man. Yeah. God bless I, them. They're as committed as... Chat. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. the other way, man. We'll talk yeah, about it. No, this. no. Cool. Come talk to us. Yeah. We love it. But it I'm not is... saying I'm showing you trail camera pictures. I'll talk with you. But with that being said, even with the suspected pressure that I may be talking about, it's not nearly... As much as I ran into in any other state that I've hunted, and especially here at home, Jersey. Oh, Jersey yeah. is ridiculous, man. I mean, you're you're talking about stuff getting stolen on a regular basis. There's so many hundreds. Well, of opening weekend of uh, New York sounds like a goddamn war going on. Southern, 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 gets, Southern, 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 Southern gets crazy. Not, yeah. Oh other than God. across from where we were hunting on an adjacent property. What? Go ahead. Finish um, that. There, I would say there was probably t- in total from the amount of time we were up there till the end of the season, a half dozen shots we heard on our side of the property. If that, yeah, a lot of times it's hard to it's, it's difficult to even pinpoint where the shot's coming from because it's usually pretty far away. And we're a lot of times we hunt right near a pretty good sized body of water, so you're not sure if that's echoing off the water, if it's in the same mountain system as you are, or what it is. It amazes right. me up there how. You could be so close to somebody because mm-hmm. it happened multiple times this year. Where I heard, I heard a gunshot. Someone else is a mile away, mile or two away, and mm-hmm. they don't hear the gunshot. Right. It is just crazy, it is. and it's just because of all the structure up there. And um, let's time this out for a second. Okay. Oh, let's let the furnace. Okay, we're going. Go back Sorry, we had, we, had Sorry take, we... we had to take a little break there. The furnace was uh, kicking in, and we couldn't couldn't hear anything. So. E, what were you going to so, ask? So now we're talking about pressure earlier, and is there a difference that you guys see between farm country? We're going to tie it in to everything, farm country, and then we'll just say up north where you guys camp, the difference of pressure. Like oh, yeah, running yeah, into, oh, yeah, yeah, Would yeah, you say definitely. more in farm country or 
more in terms of smaller smaller properties overall where more guys have permission to hunt versus having expanses of wilderness and forested areas where most people don't travel into right them. that makes sense and yeah. and like what we do we camp miles back into the mountains and a lot of a lot of guys who even are diehard hunters they i mean they straight up some people straight up told us like we just don't get back there a lot because it's so hard to access it it's yeah. too so, cumbersome sure. to make a day trip versus going into a piece where you can walk maybe a mile at most mm-hmm, and sure. be there within an hour and in farm country a lot of times you got multiple guys hunting the same buck oh, oh yeah. yeah everybody's seen them so now now you're competing it's not even about the competition it's the fact that it's basically who can who can wait them out longer? Well, or who can screw it up first? Who cannot? And, and who cannot get down out of their tree stand thirty minutes and early? Yeah, and it's not like who. I can think screw we it know a guy. Yeah. yeah, it's and not that, who can screw it up first in the sense that you know one hunter is better than the other. It's just that it's kind of a race to be the be the guy that gets the first shot at him. A lot of times you're going to push the envelope and you know. And if, that buck is probably on many trail cameras too. And that's too. the difference too. Is oh like yeah. If, yeah. When yeah. you're hunting farm country, if you have a buck figured out, in in my opinion, it is good to lay off that deer and hunt him on the bet when you have the best opportunity you know i wouldn't go rushing in when conditions aren't right because i've shot some good bucks and i've shot at some good bucks that i hunted on when everything appeared to be right he's on the camera the you know it's cooling off he's leaving rubs time to get in there and get after him up in up in the big woods you don't have to compete with people that have all seen the same deer now there's guys that Definitely know that a particular buck you might be trying to get on in there it lives there, but the chances of you run into that guy slim to none. Slim to none. To none. Who knows what mountain that buck could ever possibly be on that day? I mean, sometimes like especially bare ground, like when conditions aren't right and you know you're not really not in it. It, it is luck sometimes of running yeah, into bucks. And you bucks don't wait for there, so. you don't wait for conditions up in the mountain. No, no, you, no, just, no you just no, hunt. No. You know. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, say the conditions are right. Like a lot sure. of times, it's luck running in the box oh, like yeah. that up there. Yeah. Um, now and now, so where we hunt, and obviously, I don't think it's any secret. We hunt the southeastern portion of the Adirondacks, the majority of the time. Imagine hunting in the central Adirondacks where yeah. you have literally two hundred thousand acres between you and the next nearest road. Yeah. You think you're gonna run into anybody? Probably no. not, man. No. And the chances of you running into somebody else running into well, and, and anybody you run into that deep, they're probably pretty darn good. Or even or even taking another you saying... step, talk about talk about high peaks. Oh my gosh, the high oh, peaks, I mean God. that's a different animal, man. You're talking four thousand feet in elevation where we're we're lucky to reach three thousand. I was gonna at. say if we hit three thousand we're on a pretty steep one. You hit three thousand, you're at the very tippy top. Of the biggest mountain in the area, and we don't even hit that. Well, I mean, we're uh, talking twenty five hundred. We talk, we talk yeah. about how far we hike back and stuff, and yada yada. Well, those guys are on the next level. Those guys are freaks, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah by all that's means, next guys, level. Yeah, there's guys that go go really deep and they go really high. I mean, Scary to think that deer even live that high, yeah. man. Like, the Salerno guys do it right. Yeah, they've been doing oh, it. Oh yeah, doing it for years, they man. In, they get in. From what I understand, they get in early. They go. They get deep and they go high. Go high, they work hunt, low. They hunt their way hunt. back down. Yeah, and that and that is definitely the way to do it. That's that's a different gonna, level of commitment. You're never gonna up for the most part outside of some extremely good luck. You're never gonna hunt up the mountain on a buck. He's gonna catch yeah. you every freaking time. You've said that since I started. Like ever yeah. since that's I started there, and you mm-hmm. told me that, and it and it is so true. Mm-hmm. It's beyond true. Yeah. Um, now that's not to say you can't kill deer in swamps. I mean, clearly. 
you can kill deer in swamps in the Adirondacks. We find the sign there. We find whether it be the, the deer crap, the rubs, the scrapes, the tracks, whatever it may be. Deer are using swamps very yeah. regularly. But more times than not in daylight, they're going to be up high above you. Yeah, I just pulled a camera the other day, and I came across quite a few tracks while I was in there. And uh, I followed a couple of them just because they're right there in front. They're all does. But every single one of those does that when I came across their bed, they were bedded on points, and they're watching down yeah. below them. Yes. It's the well, safest place for yeah. them to be most they, of the time. They are. And, and these you... weren't even good spots. Like, these were does that were just, you know, they, you know when the season's over with, these does just bedded on some wide open points. There's, like, kind of some, some Like, I can be stuff. lazy and get away with this. Yeah, right 100%. Now. So now put, now make it a big buck who's been you're around gonna, a time or two. You're going to get burned it's bullet, He's bulletproof. He is. He's bulletproof. You're catching him. Really, it's hard to say that it's even skill because it's just luck that you catch him in the right at the right place at the right time. Hell, blood says it all the time, and I basically echo it all the time to the guys. It's two uh, two points crossing paths, and that's all it is. You yep. you crossing him, that's all it is. I want to be fair to shoot. this the, to this whole comparison thing though, because I mean we've been saying a lot of positive in terms of hunting the mountains versus farm country, and not knocking one or the other. However, no, the majority of them kind of the way we talk is. You know, the mountains are better than the farm country. And at least that's, you know, I'm guilty of it being my mindset as it's well. It's better for our personalities. Right. 100%. Right. However, you have to be realistic and understand that hunting these areas, and it's one of these things I have highlighted here, is your sightings as far as encountering deer in general, whether it be a doe, fawn, buck, whatever it may be, significantly lower than hunting mm-hmm. somewhere else. I mean, yeah. whether that be an urban, suburban, rural, farm country area, you are not going to see the deer that you see around here up north. No, you're not. You're not. I mean, you don't even uh, – it's it's fairly rare to see doe groups up north. Of course they exist, but, like, during the season, to, to come up over a ridge and jump a group of four does, pretty That's rare. exciting, man. Yeah, it's pretty rare for that to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's just as much as uh, of a win as killing a buck like that, in yeah. my opinion. And take it with a grain of salt. This is coming from guys that have two years of experience hunting up north. But I also want to say that that two years of experience is us hunting up there every single time that we get a chance to. And due to our jobs, we get a lot of time off, so we hunt extensively during the season. I mean, we're not we're not just weekend warriors. We're guys that can hunt four or five days a week almost every week. And in the offseason. You know, as we sit here, too, we have – we have Rhett Joy playing in the background, um, and he's hunting New Hampshire. And I, I use him as a comparison as somebody that hunts the big woods religiously. I don't think we're on the anomaly in this situation. I mean, it's not like he's seeing deer every time he goes out. I mean, no. they're posting videos constantly where they don't see anything sure, in a he'd, day, he'd man. Be the first like, one. I would assume he'd be the first one to tell you that oh, you're, just, you're just seeing the good days. You're just seeing the good stuff. Man. Yeah, you're, you're not seeing all the footage. We you're not seeing 12 hours from sun up to sundown sitting in a tree stand and sorry, not sorry, seeing anything. Sorry, guys. We got, we got the puppy down here. She's yeah. getting excited. Oh, She's Maple. A, He's a good girl. Brad, Brad just got a new puppy. We got a 12-week-old puppy that is uh, – inherently interested in a uh, Michelob Ultra. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting on the ground and she feels the need to... Uh, Start her young. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing, too. The overall sign that we see. Now, getting back to what Bailey said before is you'll find any two-and-a-half-year-old buck in farm country is going to rub up a little sapling. He's going to make his September sign, his October sign, and certainly his November sign. But consistently... Based off of what we we envision the rut to be, so you you envision it. In my opinion, you envision it to be middle to late October is scrape time. They're laying down scrapes, mm-hmm. hammering them, whether that be licking branches or ground scrapes in general. You go into the early part of November, they're hammering scrapes still, but 
they're transitioning to doing rubs, chasing does, whatever that may be. You see so much of that up north. It is unbelievable. Scrape lines that contain twelve to fifteen within a three quarter mile, you know, a three quarter mile stretch. I Particularly mean, from this year when I hunted up there, it was scrapes like scrapes. Oh my are gosh, so unbelievable! Like you are running into scrapes all the time. Not that you're not running into rubs because you definitely run into your fair share of rubs. And when you do, it's probably a decent sized rub. Yeah. Um, but scrapes are just everywhere up there i mean everywhere. every day i was i, I ran if i didn't it. run into five scrapes a day then i was like i'm not in the right area yeah you know it's you, almost you can cancel country out really quick up up in the big yes. woods because if you're not yes. seeing the sign you're not in the deer yeah oh yeah it, it's pretty straightforward when it comes to the sign mm-hmm. it is there's not much there's not much complexity to it yeah i i was actually thinking this to myself today I, i've never been one that can really walk into an area and identify all these food sources i wish i was better at it most most uh trees and, and vegetation i really couldn't tell you what they are i know what an oak looks like i know what a beach looks like um, i know what maples look like but I, I couldn't tell you that you know this is witch hobble and, and this is dogberry bushes and I, you know so i just hunt the sign so i'm not i'm definitely not hunting food so if I can hunt the sign and I can just be good at that, then that's that's what I do. And I think we all kind of feel the same. I don't think any of us is really an expert in, in looking for food. Nor do I think it really – in this, again, this is just my opinion. Most of what you're going to hear on this is just opinion. But I don't really know if bucks really associate to food that – it's really not that big a deal up there. Everywhere they go, they can find food. Yeah. Right. I would say no. Nor is the food so plentiful that there's like one area that's just going to hold deer right. all the time. There's – I would – I would say there's not anything um, in particular that you could narrow down a specific buck to a specific food source. No. But to play devil's... Those might. Those maybe, but and like getting back to Brett Joy, I mean, he talks about it when we chatted with him on the podcast with THP. Um, those tend to be more home bodies than bucks do. Sure. I mean, they, yeah. they like to travel, man. There's yeah. no secret about it, especially in the big woods. But to play, devil, to. To play devil's advocate to that, I think being up north, it makes us uh, more aware and it gives us the aspiration to learn more about these certain food sources and understand our yeah. trees and understand our plants. At least that's my mindset. I've, being up north and being more in touch with the woods, I've learned more about the woods in general just yeah. by being up there than I have anywhere else. And you can tell when there's a sign that just is completely random and you know that this is just a buck that's moving through an area and he laid down like i can think of a spot where i came in it was just a huge beach flat for as long as you could see and it was super open a beautiful country i mean as far as you want to take a picture of, of the big woods this was it we're thinking the same area i just same thing just so, popped into my head yeah, it is the same area exactly yeah. yeah 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 that sign meant nothing to me that was a buck that was just moving through now if i get up on you know if i get up into the the top portion of a mountain and it's starting to look right it's getting a little bit thicker it looks like there's good bedding cover if i see rubs and scrapes up there i'm very interested in that mm-hmm. now, now i know i'm in somebody's you're in the juice up there man. i'm trying not to use core area because that's not really what i want to use for that's not the term i want to use for a mountain buck but right. he spends time there and he, there's something about that that he likes and i and hunters get the same eye that a buck does if mm-hmm. it feels good to you it feels good to him for mm-hmm. sure if Definitely. you if you have enough of ex- experience in it i yep. agree yep Definitely. I agree. That's, I mean, we talked a lot about that. I, we keep referring back to the THB podcast, but we just talked so much about hunting in the mountains. And 
that was a lot what we talked about was like when you're in that area like it could be their core area. whether their core area is a mountain or several mountains like mm-hmm. you know when you're in one of their areas at least like again though to play devil's advocate to that specifically about what you said because you're hesitant to say that it's a core area of a certain mm-hmm. buck there's so much more unpredictability to a mountain buck. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Is. I mean, you could be in the right spot. You could be in the best spot. This is spot another on one the of the mountain. things I had highlighted, though, is like, and I guess I, I still don't truly understand it to the effect that guys like Brett Joy and other people that have hunted the mountains for a long, long time um, know about it, but there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can see. There's nothing you can experience. That can solidify anything that a mountain buck does. Nothing. No. Like, you no. you could have years of trail camera experience. You could mm-hmm. have years of encounters, and there's still nothing saying that next year that's exactly what that deer is going to do. Yeah, there's no. nothing that there, there's nothing saying that deer is even going to be in that area. No. And there it could be a, a terrible crop year for acorns. It could be a terrible crop year for beech nuts. There could be no browse. There could be a major windstorm that comes in and knocks down a bunch of trees that provides a bunch of browse for the falling yeah. season. Yep. And that deer might be a mile and a half away. Yeah, I think what's so interesting, though, is that with the – we didn't run a lot of trail cameras this year, but we ran, you know, at least a half dozen. And to see pictures of the amount of bucks that we did and to know that we hunted some of these areas, you know, pretty extensively and never even came across, like, a, even a tail going over the ridge, it's just amazing that you can hunt these spots and not see anything – and then the cameras are just covered up with bucks. It, they're amazing. Where are they? That's, like, they're literally like ghosts. But that's legitimately. What me, that's what makes me so intrigued by sitting. I know I hate sitting just as much as anybody. I cannot sit. But I am so intrigued to sit for long periods of time. Even if I just took two weeks out of the season. Yeah. And just said, I'm sitting from now until then. And just did it. Yeah. You know. You know. You're. You're gonna see some deer, and we've probably. and we've talked about that. Well, I can't say you know because you you never like you never know in the mountains, but you have a great chance of seeing a buck, especially if you're in a good rut funnel where you know that okay, there's gonna be some cruising action going yeah. on here. We're we're so green to this still that we, and our minds run so wild that we just want to you know you just want to see what's over the next ridge, see what's over the next ridge, but in time when we can slow down a little bit, when you find those spots and you can sit, if you can get yourself to sit there. You will absolutely shoot big bucks. Well, I think about it like a lot of the farms now that we've hunted for four or five years. And we walk into those farms and you're like, I want to hunt every corner of that piece of farm. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's say it's 150 acres mm-hmm. just for, you know, for health's sake. But you want to hunt every corner. You want to hunt every wood line, every major bedding area. You go through the first four or five years. You don't find any success. You blow every deer out of the area. And then after four or five years, you say to yourself, all right, well, this is where the majority of the mature bucks are traveling. This mm-hmm. is where the majority yep. this is the majority of actions happening from this time frame to this time frame. Actually, you know, you're hunting one or two spots on that farm. Yeah. It's no different in the big woods. Sure. It's just on a much larger scale. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we can even look at topo maps and know ahead of time really where we want to hunt. But it ain't going to keep me from checking out all those those places that really don't. Curiosity kills the cat, man. Sometimes, 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 sometimes just those areas that you look at and yeah. you say, I'm, I don't want to go near that spot. Sure. And you end up just stumbling across it that day. And you look on your map and you yeah. say, well, no shit. This isn't where I wanted to go, but look where the sign yeah, is. And every, yep. everybody's For no really, good reason. Everybody's pretty handy with their with their maps these days. Between Onyx yeah. and Hunt Stand and everything else, you know, Garmin maps, whatever it 
you know, pick your poison. No offense to anybody, but you're crazy if you're not using that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Days, man. Like, yeah. you're putting yourself you're at a out. handicap yeah. if you aren't using it. And I'll be it. the first one to say, and we've talked about it before, I'll be the first one to say that I think there's aspects of technology and hunting that have probably gone a little bit too far for oh, me. Yeah. For me. For me, but yeah. but as far as the maps are concerned, I, I wouldn't go without. What them. What, is, what is that? What what? What do you What do you think? Like I, I mean, you know, the, the, the cell, first cell cam. Yeah, the, just that's pretty much my number one is the cell cams. I've been thinking about that. All. I've been thinking personally. I, and Corey and I had this conversation not that long ago. I've been thinking about it a lot, and I don't now. I don't know how I feel about it. At first, I said that's. So, I was I was like, this is so stupid. The states are banning that. Like I yeah. didn't understand it. And now I've just been thinking about it. I'm like, so it's a double edged well, sword in my opinion. No. If you're hunting a so getting back to the farm country and big woods comparison, say you're hunting the farm country and you're using cellular cameras, I think it's plausible to say for a state in particular on a state level to say that okay, yeah, these guys could be using this in a in a way that could possibly enhance their hunting or make them more effective at killing deer because they could say, oh, I just got this buck on camera. An hour later, they're out there. They shoot the same buck in the area. Trans, uh, let me let me talk about Big Woods. I don't know as if that's possible. And now, when I say this, I don't mean that it's... Uh, I'm trying to think about how to wear this, but it's not possible, but it's just not feasible in a lot of the situations that we run into right. as far as right. using cell cameras. It's not like you're going to get a cell cam <laughs> picture of a buck up on the mountain. And, and run up there and kill him. Exactly. That's right. Happen. Exactly. Right. And maybe I'm thinking about this the wrong way. Maybe I'm thinking about it too shallowly. Maybe I'm missing something that other people are seeing. But I just don't see how in the big woods, in particular, a cell camera can give you that much of an advantage. Yep. Unless there's a deer in particular, maybe it's a, the fluke buck that he hangs out in one area for seven days in a row. Yep. And you have them on camera four days out of those seven. You go in and hunt the last three, and yep. okay, maybe it gives you an advantage of killing him. Yeah. Maybe that's the case. I don't see that being the case, sure. but it could be. I don't it, know. I, so I guess my feeling on it is, um, and, and I'm just going to like preface this with nothing I'm about to say is like how I feel down to my core. Cause right. I might say some things that I'll listen back to this podcast and feel like that's I, not, I'm I unsure of it also. I don't know I how to feel about it the way either. I wanted to, but... I think what I like so much about, no, I know what I like so much about hunting up north is the purity of it all mm -hmm. and the wildness I agree. of it all. Um, I'd be the first one to say that I, I like the fact that there's not roads throughout the Adirondacks and I that you can't that. take four wheelers. You know, I love the fact that there's aspects of the Adirondacks or there's portions of the Adirondacks that there's bucks dying of old age that have never seen a human being in their life. I love that man. Mm -hmm. I think we all. I think we could well, all. I love the vouch fact that, that that a raven flies over top of the Adirondacks, dude, and, and he sees things that you know a human being will never see, because you can't cover enough ground. Right. I don't think it's fair to to the buck to have cameras out there. Just my opinion to have cameras out there that give you real time information about what he's doing. I just want it to be so pure out there that we don't get that information. If you want to know what he's doing. You hike your ass out there, and you find him yourself, and you kill him, and it's you versus him. I could go with that. I want him to have that advantage. I do. We've talked about it. Actually, we. it might have been. It was earlier today. Uh, Rodney Elmer kills a buck this year with his muzzleloader, yeah. shoots the buck, comes up on him. Buck still – the buck is mortally wounded. He's going to die. But he shoots him again because he's a good sportsman, puts the buck out of his misery, and he sits there, and he says, I'm sorry, old boy. That's how I feel every time I kill the buck. I've cried when I've shot bucks before. Shot it's home. Cried first yeah. time I ever shot a big buck with uh, with my bow. I got out, 
got down, saw the arrow was covered in blood, and there was a good blood trail lead, and I cried like a baby because yeah. I respect these animals. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to, respect for the woods, respect for the animals. Yep. The Adirondacks, uh, if you've ever spent time up there and you go into the little shops, it's all about moose. It's old photos of, you know, Indians that inhabited the Adirondacks back in the day. Dude, I dig that shit, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's it. awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I love seeing when the logging crews were in here heavy, yeah. you know, yeah. doing their that's thing in the killed, 50s and that's 60s. That's why it tells me that the state came in and made, uh, you know, camps shut down and all that. But, you know, that's not even a conversation I'll get into. But it's like there's so much tradition up there. I just don't want there to be cameras up there that are monitoring the deer real time. That's just my opinion mm-hmm. on it. If you want I can, to run a trail camera... And let it soak and pull at the end, at the end of the year, and that information basically didn't do diddly for you as far yeah. as killing a buck, you know. By all means, I could definitely go and for I'll, that. Yeah, I and guess. I'll just and I'll just say this for you for you guys that are out there and gals that are running cell cams. Hey, more power to you. I'm not saying you shouldn't. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. No, so, I, I understand and respect that, man. Yeah, I do. And I'd be and I'll also say that I'd be the first one to run a cell cam in far in farm country. Oh, so, I don't know. It's just not well, the same. Well, to the me. thing right. I was just gonna throw in there, and I mean, it, I just there's something about it. Like it's a whole it's a whole game in itself. Yeah. Aside from hunting the animal, it's a whole game in itself. The mountains could kill you. They could kill you. Mm -hmm. Hunting up there could kill you. Yeah. I will never, I will, I mean, the chances of me dying in the farm country are pretty much slim to none. Yeah. Nothing. Tree stand accidents about it. You could every die, man. You could get lost. You could fall into a fall into a river. You could get. This probably ain't gonna happen, but you could run into a black bear having a bad day. Got yeah. too close. Whatever the case may be, man. You Where get, we hunt, you could fall off a cliff very easily. You, there's guy. There's Been plenty done. of hunters that have fall. Yeah, injury. Just this week, somebody fell off a cliff. It's injury as much Hiking. as anything. Hiking. Hiking yeah. in Fort Anne. It's injury. Yeah, it's injury as as much as anything that could kill you up there. So again, that just it, my point in saying that is just the wildness of it all i love hunting in a place that could kill me mm-hmm. if yeah. i if i don't play my cards right what's more exhilarating in life than that yeah oh i mean you're living on the edge every yeah. time you well, go think out. of that yeah. i i constantly think about the story you guys told me about that guy who got really really messed up there uh yeah. what was it two years ago or was it last yeah. year he was up there all by himself and just happened mm-hmm. he just happened to get someone on the radio yeah, i don't i don't know the exact story but all i know is that he got into some real steep territory kind of it it's my understanding he kind of got pinned in a weird way, got real injured, you know, on some rocks. And uh, from what I understand, he was able to potentially get somebody on the radio. Again, this could be completely inaccurate, but I know for a fact that the guy got a real bad injury over it. And, uh, I mean, man, we've hunted the country that can do that to you. Dude, I can Easily. tell you, tracking bucks particularly, I can tell you, I've been in some country that could mm-hmm. twist you up in, in a Dude, wrong way real quick. It's so funny you say that because I find myself – I'll be hunting by myself, and I just sometimes I just stop where I am, and I'll just look around, and I'll be and and exactly what you just said, like it's not like a sense of I mean I guess it is a sense of fear almost sure. that kind of runs through you, mm-hmm. and and I'm like I just get the sense of reality like man I, I could, love that stuff I, I, oh it's I it is like it. an it's like an adrenaline pump I need almost. that stuff oh yeah I, I need love that it. to keep me it's going. like I it's like it. I can, I don't know where I am right now unless I obviously unless I look at my phone but mm-hmm. I like it's just like I don't know where I am right now what happens if I fell and I'm laying on the ground or something yeah. Nate, and, and I, I can't, can't move though, most like, people can't name one thing in their life. Yeah, that's as exciting as doing something like we, that. Well, I don't know. It, 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 just I don't know. About just a little. There is some. There's most. There's people a lot that, of. There's a lot of stuff out there that people do. But. Well, well, just a little side story. It, it, the majority of people. Well, yeah. When it comes down to things that you think that you could do, when in your mind, when you're like, wow, I've got no problem. 
Well, I'll tell you what. When you when you get injured real bad and it's pouring rain out and we can add snow to it, let's say there's snow on the ground and it's pouring rain, we tried like nobody's business to get a fire started right. just, for, just for the sake of trying it when it was pouring rain out one day. We spent probably 45 minutes of directed attention <laughs> no hunting to start a fire with lighters and cotton balls and everything dry dead wood from underneath this hollow rotted tree as it pours out we could not get a if our fire lives started. depended on it at if, this very moment there you go if my we're dead li- we're dead if my life had depended on it in that moment dead i was not getting a fire going well, on a side trip, so so we talk about hunting and giving us that feeling. What so what what gives you that feeling? Is there anything that you do that gives you that feeling, Ethan? Our jobs. Sometimes. I guess going to work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's, Honestly. that's understandable. Well, I didn't I didn't know if like maybe like I working out. Well, I mean, it doesn't give you, no. it doesn't give you that feeling. But. No, it's different. But yeah, I guess feeling. your job would be a good comparison. Yeah. And you love that. Some days. Some days. <laughs> we love our jobs. Some days. Hey, and don't get me wrong. I like we the camaraderie. I like the camaraderie of. My job. It's like a team. And we go to plenty of stuff that gives us that exhilarating feeling. Yeah. But I'm just, what I'm trying to say is, and again, I'm not trying to diminish anything else in life, but you intentionally put yourself in a position right. to go yeah. out and do this on a regular yeah. basis. Right. Yeah. Like, that is exciting. Like, that gets you going as a human well, being. That's what so keeps ma- you going. And, and so many things. fresh and, and mentally aware. And ex- it's just, it's good. And stuff, so many man. things could go wrong out there. So many yeah. things. You twist no. your ankle and you're done sometimes. I mean, yep. you could be you could be four miles in with no, no contact to civilization, no help coming, yep. nobody knowing where you are. Mm-hmm. You're screwed. Man. Then the You're then screwed. the weather, Mother Nature, throw that into mm-hmm. do it. Mother Nature, whether it's rain, yeah. snow, Mother Nature rules all. Yeah, and dark. It, you get th- dark th- on you quick. It. Well, we heard a guy. We heard a guy uh, yeah, when we were up at camp. I was gonna uh, bring we, that back up. I mean, it's this stuff happens all the time. We, what time short, is it? It was, it was probably like almost it was shortly after. Well, it was probably shortly nine after o'clock we finished our podcast. Yeah, we had just done a podcast, and some guy was shooting like crazy trying to get out of there. And, and this was about at, 10 o'clock at night. 10 o'clock yeah. at night, yeah. cold. We had the wood and stove he, going. He was so, still up yeah. there, boy. It went from a shot, and we all look at each other, you know, like, that's, that's weird. Odd. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's drinking that, that beer. That usually just happens in the southern zone. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're spotlight. <laughs> White Creek. White Creek. They're spotlight, and they got three does and two bucks down. Yeah. But then there was, you know, a consecutive shots after that that were you know 10 15 minutes apart and i think he shot four or five times in total and then we knew at that point that somebody was and there was nothing we could do to help we we messaged we messaged uh the war uh dc there oh did you i guess i don't don't message uh i did i i I, I let Ancon know and i don't know what ended up happening i never followed up on it but I'm assuming, so yeah, the yeah, gentleman yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or gal, whoever it was, you know, made Ho- it out. Hopefully, he had his compass pointed the right way. Yeah. <laughs> we did our yeah. due diligence. I don't think he did. <laughs> something tells me he didn't. Yeah. To kind of to kind of bring this all together, though, too, I, something else I have highlighted here, and I'm reading from notes on my phone, but I love that we get so many different perspectives and so much input on what we're doing right here. And what I mean yeah. is we get Facebook messages, we get text messages, we have in-person encounters. Um, all of us have ran into people this year that were like, oh, I'm so fortunate to talk to them or heard from people that we're so fortunate to talk to. And I want to take this minute to, you know, shout out to those people. Uh-huh. I mean, they're, yeah. we have you, guys, you all know who you are. I mean, that, that's, been one of, that's been one of my favorite things from starting our whole YouTube thing and podcast thing is being able to talk to – I mean, not being able, we would have – 
anyways. I, I, like we still had the opportunity anyways, but this just kind of enhanced it a little more to get the opportunity to talk to these certain people. Oh, and the connections are I love unbelievable. It. I love it. I love talking to these people. It brings me back. It, it makes me feel youthful in a way. It brings yep, me yeah. back to the days of, of playing sports in high school. Meeting and, new people. And being, you know, thinking to myself like, oh, wow, I just got to meet this person. Or I got to play ball with this person. Mm-hmm. Now we're hunting. We're adults and all this stuff. And it's like, wow, I got to share an experience with this guy. Yeah. Or I got to talk to this guy about something he did. And we yeah. got to bounce ideas back and forth off each other. We have Dude. more questions than we've ever had. Right. It may, uh-huh. it, it, it you know? keeps us young. It keeps us enthused. It keeps us going. Like, you cannot get that in other things in life. This, I am so fortunate for stuff like that. This, yeah. is, this is a sport that will keep you young. Yeah. It really is. And that's another thing with hunting on, on permission is it's difficult to ask permission to bring your four, five, six buddies on a piece of property. Yeah, like can most, I bring my crew over and hunt your 100 acres? Yeah, like, mo- most. You have to lease it if you're doing that. Yeah, most, most landowners, and understandable don't need a crew or want a crew of people out on their their property they don't really know how you hunt they don't need to listen to all this you know clanging and banging all the time or whatever the case may be there's no worry about that when you're hunting on you're hunting on you know public land mm-hmm. and, no, and, no. That, and that part's awesome you can hunt however you so desire yeah absolutely there's absolutely. virtually no restrictions and i think it's important to say too that us hunting on public land we've talked about it in the past we uh hunt on a lot of hiking area we hunt a lot of hiking areas Mm -hmm. and we always go out of our way to be extra friendly when we run into people on the trails because we always get the big the big eyes and the kind of uh, uneasy approach when they see some hunters walking out especially if we have firearms and i'll be the first one to tell you our viewpoints and our you know whatever we don't necessarily align with these people, but we respect these people. Yeah. We, we go out of our way to respect these yeah, people. Yeah, and we, always, you know, we just go above and beyond to be super friendly. If they ask us how things went, we just keep it you know, fairly generic and respectful. And, My, and I, think that's, I think it's important because especially when it comes to hunting in the Adirondacks. Um, it's we, everybody's we, land, man. Yeah, we share that property a lot of times with hikers, and the last mm-hmm. thing that we want to do I respect is, what they do. I respect the work that they put in. I think we're all in agreement on that regardless of what the circumstances may be, whatever anybody's outlook may be. And that's the beauty yeah. of the hunting industry. Just don't give people a reason to have a bad bad look on hunters. Yep. Just don't be acting like a bunch I mean, of just, clowns just, out just there. Be a and... dec- just be a decent human being. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's pretty simple. I, I, well, it's not simple. Yeah, it's a big ass these it's, days. Yeah, it's a big, big ass these days. You're like People can't just be generous and be, be a normal human being to most people. And going that's, back that's to, problem, to, but... to Rodney and his crew, man, like mm-hmm. they exemplify that. Yeah, they they exactly. exemplify it, man. Like they set the example for what hunters should be. Yep. And in particularly, they bring a, a positive light to, to guys in the Northeast. They yeah. are, they are unbelievable. They're, I, they're they an awesome crew. I have to say though, my, my favorite, uh, run into a hiker this year is when the lady <laughs> this is no offense to her it's just funny because she did poor lady she doesn't know there's definitely but, a lot of people that that have a very have a very minute understanding of oh so minute or what we do when we're yeah, out there they just, think it's like a war zone just com- out there. completely different lives that, that yeah. they portray than us but we're, we were sitting there we uh god we had like 30 40 pounds of gear on our back coming down off the mountain and uh, we we're sitting there, and this lady, younger lady, comes down, and she looks at us. She's like, oh, you, you guys catch any deer up there? <laughs> like, yeah, we set a good foot trap out on the lake. We yeah. caught a good one. <laughs> I think Corey said. Really I think bait. I think Corey said. Nope. 
No, we didn't catch any up there this weekend. <laughs> I, I roped one in. <laughs> yeah, I lassoed it. I rode my horse up the trail and I got one coming across. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a pretty common question is, did we catch any? I've heard it a couple know. times yeah. now. It's funny that people, yeah. I don't know. I, gotta, I guess they think of fishing. I got to give some spotlight to Adam here because that dude is so focused on turkey hunting right now. Yeah, he, Adam. He's Adam, got laser beams well, coming out of his off, eyes right now. First hey. off, Adam and I wore the matching hats tonight, the pinhody hats, because Adam sure. ordered an extra one and gave it to me. Yep, shout so out Dave Owens. Yep, yeah, Dave Owens, Owens, man. God, that guy's built different. <laughs> that guy so, that guy oh is God. that guy is something different, man. Adam <laughs> eats, sleeps, and breathes turkey hunting. Adam's a turkey. Adam and Brad are the turkey guys. Brad has killed a lot of birds. Well, no, Adam's Brad... killed a lot of a lot of birds. Like those guys are you guys are dedicated. Well, to yeah, birds. but Brad Brad likes deer hunting. Oh yeah, yeah. Adam, Adam likes turkey. Yeah, you have no shortage of birds, though. You... No, no, I've, I've, I've killed a lot of turkeys. I mean, Christ, you I killed, love... you tagged out what five days last year, if that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you were, I, I was like, oh yeah, turkey season's just getting started. At, or Brad's like, yeah, when are we going to Massachusetts, I'm all tagged out. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, of course, Jesus. <laughs> meanwhile, I missed five times in those five days. <laughs> uh, he, he ain't kidding either. I'd I like couldn't. To... I couldn't hit a bird if they were standing in front of me at two yards, man. Like I was. Yeah, the yips. Did you have the yips? I had the yips last year. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like when you get a comebacker back to the pitcher and you throw to first base and you airmail them? <laughs> get the I yips? It, <laughs> I send it into right field. Next thing you know, the right fielder's chasing it, man. They're throwing it around the bases yeah. inside yeah. the park home run. Like, Listen, we've all we've all been there. Corey, I don't hunt. Corey but. was basically to the point where the GM needed to come out and throw a fit at home plate. Yeah, I was yeah. definitely getting traded to the Mets or something on a losing season. I am. I'm almost positive after the, Mass- down to the, after, the after the Massachusetts hunt that we had last year, the first thing I said to Corey, I said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know, to this day, I still don't know what I was doing. That I- bird, we had a bird coming in uh, on a rope. Oh my god, he absolute on a string. rope coming in, and it, it, it's to no fault of anybody but mine. <laughs> they these guys did a wonderful job calling this bird in. Like it was picture perfect. I mean, I mean, like, we can we can sit here and critique it all we want because we weren't the ones shooting. It was the only Tom in about fifty square miles of Massachusetts. Yep, right. yep, the only Tom he gobbled. He covered five townships. I mean. And, and I missed in it. your defense, he only had about a six-inch beard, so I understand why you intentionally whiffed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he had a big. He beard wasn't big enough. That, I had to he? shoot that four-inch beard, Tom, in uh, Blue Mountain Lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the partial fan, Tom. Yeah, the partial fan, Tom. God, with that a thing half a was beard. all beat up and tattered, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it looks like, like a warrior. It looked like a, a Kyle had rolled him over four or five times and chewed him up, and then he spit him out, and I shot him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys will be here. Tell you what, that's a different game. That's something out I want to. That's something Dude, I want to do, man. Oh my gosh, that was so. We'll get, we'll get a- fun hunting up there. Those birds are so receptive to calling. Like we sit here and we absolutely piss pound these birds at home, yeah, and we I'm- just lay it on thick every day. Hunting them off the roost, hunting them mid morning, hunting them up till noon. They don't want to gobble. They don't want to come into call. You up there, you strike one call, and one comes walking in a string. Like it's oh, this is so sweet. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna. Sm- I hope hope I can smack one in the mouth there early, and, and I'd, I'd like to take a trip north again. I know we did it last year. That was a that blast. was fun. Yeah, we that went up and hunted up near your camp, up near Adams Camp last year, and oh my gosh, that was so fun. That so bird was fun. so he was fired vocal. up. Man. If he didn't gobble 150 to 200 times in a matter of three hours, I don't know what 150 to 200 gobbles are, man. That yeah. the, that bird yeah, he was hammering gobbled from the time 
his feet left the limb to the time he circled two and a half miles around us. Yeah. Like that bird was on fire. Yeah, he didn't want to come into what we were talking about, no. but he. Uh... Oh, he, we got the dog catcher oh, down here. Yeah, bye, puppy. She, bye, Maple. <laughs> he, uh, that bird, man, he did not want to dance the dance. No, well, he, he wanted to, to dance the dance, but he didn't want to commit. He wanted to flirt, but he didn't yeah. want to play. He, the thing was, I he think he was, he was just, he was in the wide open, man. He, yeah. and he was setting his ways, which and, is unbelievable. And, like who, who talks about the Adirondacks and says that? Oh yeah, we had a bird in the wide open. Yeah. Nobody yeah. talks about that. Like I've never yeah. heard that. That, be, that being a beaver meadow. That's yeah, that Ad, being a beaver meadow. Adirondack uh, yeah. Osceola there in a big old swamp. <laughs> yeah, Adirondack yeah. Osceola in his version of a cornfield up yeah. there. We man. said we weren't gonna talk turkey hunting, but we just kind of hold it. I can't help that. I can't. Well, while we're on it, we'll we'll just say we have a pretty exciting turkey season coming up. To say the say the very least, we're we're gonna be hunting. A couple couple different states we're gonna be on new york massachusetts Virginia. hopefully we're gonna do massachusetts again right yeah oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no birds in massachusetts <laughs> hey let me tell you they're just boston that's about it yeah boston downtown a few for us over there so. <laughs> spare, spare me the comments all right well listen mass guys because i've been there and there ain't no turkey listen yeah, i whiffed yeah. on three or Two or three in Massachusetts three. last year, and basically what I was doing was I'm making sure that there's some for this year. That's all. The only thing good about Massachusetts at this point is Quaker Boy game calls. That's about it. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, but anyways, we're we're doing New York. I'm definitely going back to Mass. I'm with yeah, I'll go with, whether Papa's Bailey and I are going to go double not. up again. Double right, up on some Maybe I'll jakes. just go to have a beer. Uh, our, our, <laughs> our big our moral big. support. <laughs> Brad's going to stay back and stir the chili. Yeah, <laughs> there'll, there'll need to be plenty of that from what I saw last year. Yeah, <laughs> oh, guys, you'll get them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> our our, uh, our big trip we got is uh, Virginia. We're going down to Virginia. Oh, we did. And we're possibly getting the shagging wagon. We, yeah. <laughs> we, we could, we could be taking the biscuit mobile. The biscuit bus. Van. I'm, I'm looking forward to the trip down. Oh, and, dude. You know, dude I'm, we, I'm all about the uh, the anticipation. You know, that's, yeah. uh, well, that's the best part about turkey Not season, to amp it up, but last year, the trip to Tennessee we with had Adam Bailey and I, ball. just reliving the was it 12 hours in the, in the vehicle oh yeah 12 hours in my tacoma bailey and adam and i in the middle of the night we had so much fun just driving down shooting the yeah. shit talking yeah. telling stories i don't know what i enjoy more about spring turkey season if it's actually hunting on opening day in may or if it's all of april leading up to that that, la- me, getting, that last week coffee, of april man getting a coffee every morning hitting hitting the roads as the sun's coming up and just Getting getting a feel for where all the birds yeah. are. Yeah, uh-huh. what fields are hanging out with? Yep. Where are they roosting? Talking some hardcore smack in the truck. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, I got this bird line. Yeah, I got him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's on. Dude. Let me he's tell you, done. we we put in some miles in the truck before turkey season. Oh my god, we stupid do. miles. But just stupid. Cause, just because we love just going to look yeah. at it. But I can go every that. day and glass birds in the spring before everything greens up. Just watching them strut right off the limb, yeah. like it's phenomenal. Well, the spring's great because you're you're like. Ending a little bit of some, like, uh, well, I don't know which one. I guess late season deer scouting. But you get to do some shed hunting. You're kind of checking some spots yeah. as the snow's coming out. Getting turkey seasons coming around the corner. You can feel it. And I always say that the spring turkey season is best because you get to hunt all hunt all May, and it's it's just awesome weather. The days are super long, half day. And then you're rolling into summer. Everybody enjoys the summertime. Start shooting our bows again. Getting trail cameras out. Ah, it's the best. We're already almost through January. 
February is going to blow through. Once we hit March, you start really thinking about, you know. The yeah, good news is April, tomorrow we kick off our ice fishing season. Yeah. Like, this is our Super Bowl yes. of ice fishing. All right, you got about 10 seconds to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Papa's, Papa's not a, a uh, lake trout. We're going to change that tomorrow. Yeah, he, it's Papa said. I'll throw a frog, though, come uh, come back. <laughs> Dude, I'm throw telling you. and I'll start pitching a jig yeah, into the weeds. I'm telling you, you say this now. Man. The minute you get a 30-incher chasing your jig, coming off the bottom, he hits it about 40, 50 feet. He takes it back down to 90, and you reel him up oh. through the hole. He starts shaking his head. He goes back down to 90 feet. You're going to be like, yeah, I think I'm ready to drop a Swedish pimple again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think I'm ready. Late trout fishing, man. God, I love Brad, it. No, I'm all boned up. We're just thinking about it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, coming, coming from someone who's done a lot of fishing with you, I'm telling you, it's it is so comparable to the bass fishing that we. I'm it's telling it's you, man, a, that's honestly awesome. kind of a higher level. Than and the then the beauty fishing. of it is, if you like fish, you get to eat them at the end of it, man. You're not yeah, putting a bass back in the water. Size. You're putting them on the ice and you're bringing them home and yeah. you're frying them up like that. Yeah. You can't beat that. Yeah, we're not we're not keaping those uh, Hudson bass that we. <laughs> no, <laughs> you speak it up. Where are the snack sticks? You didn't bring more. Um, do I have my rig? No, they're in my truck at I, uh, home. Yeah, I, I know. I they found, were good, huh? I found yeah. those two that you stashed that I totally forgot about. found them about 4 o'clock. God, they were good. <laughs> <laughs> so, E, you've had a little bit of turkey hunting experience, huh? Let's a little hear bit. It. Let's, Let's hear it. What was your experience like? Uh, going as a kid with my uncle. Did you hear birds gobbling? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yep. Yep. Did you ever uncle. kill a bird? I didn't. I was a kid. I didn't have a hunting license. My uncle did. Really? Say, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it's... It's exhilarating it's to hear a turkey gobble and then have him come yeah. in, and it's it's something. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll take you out for youth weekend this year. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> you turn in what? Uh, Twelve this year? Thirteen. He's six Perfect. five, two sixty, twelve year old. <laughs> Sign me up, Nick Saban. <laughs> with a with a uh, sleeve. Yeah. 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 A little uncommon, C- but couple. <laughs> He's a pretty yeah. mature twelve-year-old. Yeah, Little League World Series. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd, probably, he'd probably still be probably the, be, the the best youth hunter I'd ever had. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, most attentive for sure. That's a weird twelve-year-old throwing in a chaw. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Between <All> right. <laughs> let's let's get let's get back to this. Uh, this mountain versus fire country thing kind of wrap it up here. Does that sound good? Or you guys want to keep going? No, you're good. Let, let, Cora, why don't you, uh, let's take a break for a second. We're take just going to, yeah, we're just going to, we'll grab one more topic. We'll cover okay. it and we'll wrap this thing up. All right, guys, we're back. We're going to get it wrapped up here. Um, we hope that everybody's enjoying listening. Kind of went in into it earlier, but we hope this is relevant for some of the questions you've had or, if you were thinking about getting out there and hunting on public land, um, especially here in the Northeast, I, I hope that there's a lot of Adirondack guys that are listening to this. Um, I hope you appreciate what we're doing. Uh, we've kind of gotten uh, some maybe underlying feelings that uh, we're talking about things that we don't know about or that uh, we're just kind of freeballing on some stuff we don't have experience in. But um, I just want to let you guys know that uh, this is all coming from a good place, and we talk about it the same. This is no different than when you sit uh, at home with your buddies or you sit at camp with your buddies and, and talk it up. We're just doing it with headphones on. Yep. Really, there's no difference there. So I hope that you're taking something away from this. Um, it's hard to it's hard not to kind of keep coming back to the same concept. So if you're listening to this and, and there's some things that – popped into your head and you had questions about or you thought it would be a cool topic for us to cover 
I'm not saying we've been there, done that, but we've probably had a little bit of experience in it. Mm-hmm. We can probably chat about it, or at least it would be fun to talk about it. Um, and, and we'll narrow some things down over time. It's definitely easier when it's in season because we can pretty much just story tell about what right. we're seeing at that point in time. Right now we can uh, only fall back on, on the experiences that we've had. But uh, and, and to add to that, if, if you guys have anything that – is my mic a little louder than it was before? No, you're good. No, I think you're good. Um, if uh, if you guys have anything in particular that you want us to cover or talk about on here, reach out to myself, Corey, Brad, Adam, any of us. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us. And, or if you and, want and to give be us... on the podcast, you know, we're not. Yeah, we yeah, certainly yeah. don't promise a spot on here just because we do kind of keep it a little bit inclusive. Uh, but we have some people that we've definitely reached out to and want to have on. Uh, but if you're somebody that thinks that you might have uh, some, some things to throw on here, you can certainly hit us up and just, you know, just know that we might not might not do it just because we tip typically talk as as buddies but um that's cool too man we're we want to keep this thing going yeah i would yeah, say definitely. that there there's nobody in our group here that would be turned off by the fact that anybody would want to talk deer hunting turkey hunting or just being in the woods in general <laughs> yeah, i mean even if it's just entertaining a conversation at the very minimum i mean we're all gonna entertain it because yeah. hey. we certainly talk we we here's i mean we talk all the time that we wish these things were rolling pretty much 24 7 because me and Corey have we have some conversations at work yeah some of the best really. conversations always happen when you're just when you're sitting around talking and that's kind of what we're trying to replicate here honestly yeah. is so, we're, right now we're, we're literally we're yeah. sitting on a couch and, yeah. and, and some and some lazy boys here yeah. and we're just shooting the shit down and the, it might get basement. a little sporadic at times but that's pretty much how the the conversations go so it keeps it enjoyable man yeah, like, yeah. you got to keep it free flowing like yeah. that i love everybody's opinion i love hearing other people's perspectives on mm-hmm. things it really mm-hmm. keeps me grounded in particular because i i like to think that i i don't know nearly enough to keep me going from yeah. a year-to-year basis i love to hear what other people find on a yearly sure. uh, on a yearly basis and their seasons and their experiences and that, i think at time some of our conversations might become a little bit more opinionated like personal opinions because i think if we keep it generic the entire time the conversation might be kind of dull mm-hmm. like i i love the that we got into the the cell cam thing yeah because those, those conversations I, I know sometimes it's easier to avoid the controversial things and not, it's not even it's not controversial no, 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 but, but they need to be talked right, about right, right. I, I guess when we're talking about things that maybe you'll hear me say and you'll just completely disagree but which is that, fine maybe that's cool which man. is fine everybody Dude, that needs to be said yeah, yeah you're not the only one thinking that no you're Con- not the whether only whether conversation, whether conversation whether yeah, just you it thinks is. it in this room or we all think it it doesn't matter everyone is entitled to their own opinion and and what you said makes sense to me and i've never thought of it particularly that way before but it does make sense i'm to not me. trying I'm to get political up. by any means but i just wish the majority of this country had that perception of in that, that mindset Absolutely. where hey let's have a conversation let's talk about things what, yeah. are, you th- what are you thinking where well, do you, what are you thinking that, where's your head at that's what do you I, what do you have it for an outlook on life what do you have for an outlook on this world <laughs> Man, this place would be so much better to live in if people lived that way. Yeah, that's yeah, why definitely. people have such a connection with podcasts because it's so authentic. Yeah. Look at like, I mean, just just we talked about it today earlier. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Look at Joe. It's so authentic. I'll use Ethan people, as an example. Like Ethan's a non-hunter. What better person to have in on this podcast than somebody that doesn't hunt on a sure. regular basis? And well, ask really good questions. <laughs> ask really good questions. Bring great topics to this podcast. Like. You can't beat it, man. Ethan, you can't beat Ethan it. thank you. Thank oh, you for coming on. Hey, hey, not only is Ethan one of my best friends and a good guy, like I appreciate my coworkers and people like that, man. You gotta appreciate people like that in your life. Yeah, yeah definitely. Really and we're we're some old souls, man. We're like we're not even necessarily up on all the latest and greatest stuff. Uh three of us hunt with with rifles that are 
you know, were basically classic rifles. I don't even know when they were made, but I know my father's got one, and that was from back in the seventies. So right. you know, oh, yeah. it's like the same the same model of rifles. Like we still hunt with old style rifles. Like we're going back in time, man. We all put peeps on our rifles. We, we all hunt with wool still like that's and that's we prefer that man like this isn't some trend thing like we prefer that i still i wear a felt hat when i hunt like a felt mountain man hat i don't I care freaking, guess what i think i look badass in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, i think you look you like do. an old man <laughs> he's the indiana jones of the southern adirondacks man like i want them bucks running back to other bucks going listen i don't know what to say but he had a mountain man <laughs> <laughs> this dude's this scary that dude's legit he's got a turkey feather in his hat <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, god well i think that's probably a, a good spot to end this on and uh i just want to say uh thank you for everyone who, who is listening to this and um do you guys have anything else to add before we before we close it out no bailey thanks for uh grabbing all this stuff seriously yeah, thanks, i mean bro. you, you yeah, did thanks, a lot guys. of you did a lot of research and and hard work to put this all together this is good quality stuff we yeah, have this here is awesome man. absolutely I'm, I'm, I'm glad we did it it's, it's driving the thank conversation you guys for, thank it you really guys is for, for going along with it going along with uh everything that i've kind of dreamed of since since this whole thing started and you guys have been oh uh, man you got to do it i'm not gonna do it you guys well i mean you yeah, I, i'm just along for the ride right now man you're 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 the wind in the sails right now so to speak yeah you know, i mean just, you guys were the bailey why don't you tell all, them so. what uh what you applied to i mean not knowing the, not knowing what's going to come in the future because there's a lot yeah. of variables that that factor in but hey i mean yeah, it's worth putting um, out there yeah, so I'll just go out there and put this out there. I um, I actually just recently applied uh, to the hunting public uh, for their internship next year, um, going and doing some filming for them. That would entail me, um, if if I got it. You know, there's thousands of applicants, I'm sure, but um, that would entail me moving uh, to southern Iowa in July if I do get it, uh, being out there for the duration of deer season, which, you know, would take away from my hunting um back here at home which which would be unfortunate but it would be some experiences that i'd never ever get to get, get again so yeah i figured it was definitely um worth me applying and, and at least getting out there so not in a brother brotherly manner i gotta say i'm proud of him for for at least applying to it he's working hard right now to put money away and do the thing that do the things he needs to do he's been working really hard at this this podcast thing and uh the video thing he's, he's doing a great job with this i really hope that works out yeah for i him. mean whether whether it happens or not i mean either way either way it's you know it's, yeah it is what it is and you know what i never thought we'd be in this position man like sitting in a circle with these headsets on Dude, that were, I, you know, pretty friggin' expensive, oh, yeah. uh, talking about hunting. I never saw myself in this position. So, um, hey, man, if, like, if you get some – if down the road you, you make some connections or, like, we get to drive – be the driving voice of for some from some New York hunters, um, there's not a lot of coverage for the Northeast. Yeah. Something special, like, man. Yeah, that's, it is. Like, this is a special uh, opportunity. You know, I, I – I just I've I've pretty big visions for I don't I don't I don't not too old, I'm not too open about it I don't talk to a lot of people about it nor should I, you I have some yeah I have some pretty big it, big visions of of what I want to do and and I, what I think we are capable of doing as a group and we'll we'll see how that plays out so yeah this is awesome we're having fun thanks yeah. guys yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks, thanks you. appreciate uh, you listening yep as always uh, go give us a uh, follow on Instagram Facebook and YouTube all under Adirondack Bucks and Beyond and hope you guys enjoyed that one see you guys see you guys see ya. <laughs>